We all know the feeling of having an intersection stuffed up when a whole pile of vehicles are waiting to turn right. Well, it doesn't even have to be a whole pile. It can be only one, and it blocks the lane, and that lane becomes useless until the one or more people get the chance to make their turn. In Melbourne, in Victoria, on Hoddle Street, they are trying a new P-turn. They've. What does it mean from a traffic engineering point of view and for poor motorists to try and understand? I have on the line our traffic engineer expert, Alan Finlay. Alan, how would you describe uh, this particular approach? I think the approach is to send the right turn vehicles through the intersection either straight ahead or turning left and then to find an opportunity uh, further down the road to do a u-turn and then proceed straight ahead from that direction after the u-turn and cross the intersection to achieve the manoeuvre that they would otherwise have done with a right turn. So you've got a very bad intersection and you've got a couple of other intersections either side you're really spreading the congestion around, aren't you? Hopefully making the weakest link as efficient as possible. Yes, I think that's what the uh, intention is uh, in the particular case in Melbourne. It looks like there are some relatively minor intersections or some, one of them looks even to be a pedestrian mid-block site adjacent to the main intersection. And so the idea is to send the uh, what would be right-turning traffic to that more minor intersection and allow a U-turn to occur there under signal control so that you're spreading the demand across a number of intersections. Well, of course, we've tried other things. Uh, For example, in New South Wales, you ban the right turn, then you expect people to go up to the next intersection, turn left, then turn left again, then turn left again, and then go through the first intersection but from the side street. The only problem with that is, of course, it creates more distance travelled and more intersections you go through, but hopefully it frees up the worst one. That's been tried in a number of of places in New South Wales, in in Sydney in particular. Sometimes they're called G-turns, that manoeuvre you described, Mm. and they can work adequately. It certainly takes some of the demand away from the key intersection, But, of course, if they have to go around the block, that's adding more traffic to what are usually local residential streets, which is not always a great great thing from the residents' point of view. It was, and I think I've mentioned before, that great letter that someone once wrote to the Main Roads Department in New South Wales that said, you're getting better and better at making us go quicker and quicker to where we don't want to go. (laughs) Yes, that's a a danger in it. In this particular case in, uh, in Hoddle Street, the traffic is being uh, not being diverted into side streets, it's just being diverted onto another road, either the, the same road the vehicles are on, doing a U-turn and then coming back in the, uh, mm. in the 180 degree direction and turning left, or in the other case doing a left turn and then doing a U-turn and going straight ahead. One, one of the potential problems I can see is that it is, in the case of doing a left turn, when you want to go right is somewhat counterintuitive and mm. I think it would have to be well signposted well in advance to warn drivers that they need to be in the left lane in order to head in what otherwise would be a, a right direction. Satellite navigation and autonomous vehicles might have to have a certain bit of clever programming to them as well. 
Yes, indeed. And um, I've not tried it myself, but I don't know what satellite navigation does in Melbourne with the famous hook turns where there are trams. Where you go off and wait in the space for the side street, uh, not going into the side street, but sort of just pulling over in front of it, but off the road and then wait for it to clear and then go across the intersection. It's certainly something that will need to be uh, considered. It reminds me, actually, that I was in Bangkok one time and the local car dealer had a way of getting to work and it involved going down one-way streets the wrong way, bribing someone at a gate, uh, going past an intersection and doing an illegal U-turn and then coming back through it. I filmed it one time, but I think I nearly ran out of film. Yeah. But, of course, in Bangkok, it was quicker, which doesn't mean it was quick. It just means it was quicker. Yes, yes, that's right. Yeah, look, I think... Hoddle Street's a rather interesting one, isn't it? There's a couple of very strong east-west freeways. In the north, there's the eastern freeway, although it stops coming in from the east and it stops when it gets about almost, uh, what, uh, about three or four blocks north of the CBD. But Mm. in the south, they have the Monash that runs into the city link that runs into the Westgate Freeway. Now, there, east-west is rather strong to a degree there, but it's this link in the north-south direction at grade. They say there's 330 people are on it every day, but that's not necessarily all going just along Hoddle Street. I believe that's also going across Hoddle Street as well, but those are big numbers. 330,000, yes, yes. I, think that, I think that's what I read. Mm. Yes, I think that's the sort of total entering traffic to that particular intersection of Hoddle Street and uh, Johnson Street, which is one of the main ones. Mm. And there's another uh, very busy intersection towards the southern end, I think Hoddle Street and uh, Swan Street. I can understand the challenges in trying to cater for the right-turning traffic in multiple directions, and all of the traffic signal tricks, I'm guessing, have already been used. Uh, they're probably uh, already using the most efficient phasing arrangements for the traffic signals, and sometimes it's very hard to do anything else unless it's possible to widen the road. And, of course, uh, in a busy inner-city area like that, road widening is, is probably out of the question. Mm. I would say that it possibly can work better in cities like Melbourne and maybe Adelaide and Canberra also where the road reserves are generally wider and therefore there's likely to be a wide median which would allow you to take some space from the median and create a U-turn bay. Mm. Without that U-turn bay, of course, you have the same problem in that the U-turners might be blocking the through traffic if they were to stop to make the U-turn. So you sail through the worst intersection, but then you might be blocked and indeed even queue into the worst section again because of the congestion just up ahead. Yes, that's right. So it's important in these these sorts of schemes that sufficient space is allocated for the likely queue that would be wanting to do the U-turn so that that U-turn itself doesn't spill over into through traffic lanes and cause the same sort of problem. The other interesting challenge is to try and coordinate the movements at the traffic signal so that you're not being held up three times rather than just once, which might have been the case if you were just doing a single manoeuvre. Yes, but it's for the good of everybody, Alan. Hopefully it's for the good of everyone and um, hopefully they can work out a coordination pattern which facilitates that U-turn manoeuvre without disrupting too much of the other traffic. Challenge to signpost it as well. 
Yes, I think um, it will be particularly challenging to, to signpost it and probably the best sort of sign to use would be a symbolic sign which clearly showed the route mm. uh, that the driver would have to take in order to, uh, to do that manoeuvre. They've worked fairly well in Sydney in those uh, examples that we talked earlier where they were G-turns where you had to go around the block to, to effectively do a right-turn manoeuvre. And I think those, those sort of signs are much more easily understood by drivers rather than trying to describe it in words. Uh, you obviously have to take in a lot of information in a short space of time when you're trying to decide which lane to be in. They've put some suggested signing which will say Johnson Street and the arrow will be straight ahead even though you may know Johnson Street's on the right or left and mm. then it'll be via U-turn 200 metres ahead or via U-turn at Turo Street is two examples they've given. I'm not sure I clearly understood what that signposting where it would be and what it's meant to convey. I, I understand the concept, but I don't think I'm helped by the sign. And particularly for a stranger to the area who may not know the road names, it would be, as I said, probably more helpful to have a symbolic yep. sign which showed the route in question. So go through this intersection, go further down the road, do a U-turn and then come back to it. I totally agree. I find every time they upgrade a computer program, they have a little word that suggests that it, it might mean something, but I don't always get the interpretation of that word right. No, that's right. It's open to all sorts of uh, interpretation. The other thing I'd say about it um, is that uh, it's important to note that uh, in New South Wales, uh, U-turns at signals are illegal anywhere. We just don't allow U-turns at signals. This is not the case interstate and where uh, these days U-turns uh, may be permitted under uh, signed conditions. So the general rule is that U-turns are illegal, but in some states they do allow U-turns if the sign says you, you may do a U-turn. Mm. And in these particular examples, that U-turn will be signalised. So it does take away some of the danger that would, um, would otherwise apply with people doing having to find gaps in the opposing traffic stream to do the U-turn. The only thing I hope they programmed in that people will get the satellite navigation, which will say, go up, turn left. And you'll think, no, I should turn right. Anyway, I'll do it. Yes. I'll turn left and I'll say, do a U-turn. Ah, they've got it wrong. <laughs> That's right. Assuming the satellite navigation companies uh, and the mapping companies get it right, you'll have to put a lot of faith in the uh, navigation instructions and, and have faith and not trust your own um, intuition, which would say, I, want, I need to go right here, so I'm going to get in the right lane. Alan, lovely to talk to you. I appreciate your time and I appreciate your expertise. Thank you. Thanks, David. That's Alan Findlay, a marvellous traffic engineer, a consultant worthy of his salt, who's talking about these new P-turns in Victoria.